Thank you for downloading episode 113 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Deep out towards Donald Love, the Morecambe captain on this right hand side, midway inside the Morecambe, the uh, Wickham half. Overlap is Jensen Weir, gets the cross in, it's a really good cross as well, and it's headed narrowly over the crossbar by Dan Crowley. And that's the first decent opportunity in the 14th minute. Good spell of possession, football out from the Shrimps. Love down the right hand side, Jensen Weir on the overlap, good cross and well, Dan Crowley is one of the smallest men on the field, but he rose highest about seven, eight yards out and plants his header over the crossbar of Max Stirak. Hanlon, flag stays down, Hanlon chips it towards the back post, headed away by Badot, might fall for Lewis Wing, who's going to drive it narrowly wide of Connor Ripley's left-hand post, took a bit of a deflection as well and away for a corner. The Wickham midfielder on the edge of the box, Scoen twisting, turning, looking for options, one of them's Chem Campbell. Left-hand side, he's going to drive the ball across, and that could have gone anywhere from Farron Rawson. It goes over the bar, away for a corner on the byline. Might look to get a crossing, does get a crossing. In fact, it's all the way to Jacobson, he gets a volley across a crowd of players, and it's fallen wide. And the flag stays down there as well. It was Chem Campbell with it at the back post. I think Morecambe have got slightly fortuitous there as the ball's on the right-hand side, and Jacobson with a great left-footed volley on the edge of the Morecambe penalty area and Chem Campbell six yards out diverts it wide of the mark Stirak's going to go long here again definite route one tactic in the last five minutes for Wickham looking for the flick on of Vokes Rawson partially clears it's going to fall for David Wheeler over the crossbar from 25 yards goal kicks a long one from Stirak headed away partially might fall for Wheeler that's a great stop one-on-one by Connor Ripley, it was proper route one from the Wickham Wanderers keeper. Rawson missed his header on the edge of the area. David Wheeler was through. First time right-footed effort, and it's blocked away by the legs of Ripley. Best chance of the game in the 80th minute. Cross comes in from the right-hand side from McCarthy, and that is a wonderful save by Connor Ripley. But it was Lewis Wing, I think, at the back post there, who rose highs from a Jason McCarthy cross from the right-hand side. And at full stretch, he's done it so often this season. So two minutes to go, Papa Soiree, who I think was a doubt for this game actually, because uh, it looked like he had a bit of a calf strain when he came off on Easter Monday against Portsmouth. He's been replaced by Arthur Nahua, that will mean that Liam Gibson will slot in at left-back. Another little bit of a rejig with probably Jake Taylor then going in the middle of the park. Goal kicks a long one, headed away by Sameo. Here is Taylor in the centre, and here is Arthur Nahua. And his first touch is to just go round Joe Jacobson, down the right-hand side. Nahua gets it towards Dan Crowley on the edge of the box, just tackled out of it, and the shot comes in, it's a blockbuster! Stockton's going to put it into the back of the net! And the flag stays down, and that could be a vital winning goal for the Shrimps in the last minute here at the Mazuba. 
touch off the bench was to nick it round Joel Jacobson. He was away down the right-hand side. Got the crossing. The first effort was saved by Stirak. It fell to Stockton. Six yards out. And he made no mistake putting it into the back of the net in front of the Barticard to make it in the last minute. Morecambe won. Wickham Wanderers nil. And the roof lifts off the Mazuma Stadium. And what a goal that could prove to be. But there's still work to do. There is stoppage time to negotiate. There is five minutes of stoppage time to negotiate. We need to stand tall, stand strong, bodies on the line, heart, spirit, determination. Let's get this job done. And Morecambe's defensive work starts with a corner to defend. Another corner, which is going to be whipped in right under the crossbar, you feel, by the left boot of Joe Jacobson. It's a really congested... Oh, it's off the crossbar! Jacobson can get that one out to Gareth McCleary. Down this left-hand side, Wickham Wanderers aren't done yet. McCleary gets a great shot away and palmed away at the near post. And away for another corner by Connor Ripley. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimp's Verdict on Beyond Radio. And we're about to tick into the sixth minute of the five added on at the end of this game. And you hope that that might just be that. Ripley out of his hands. Ripley goes long. Referee blows for full time. It's a vital, it's a crucial... It's a brilliant victory for the Shrimps this afternoon. Thanks to Cole Stockton's 90th minute winner, his sixth goal of the season. And it was a brilliant substitution from manager Derek Adams that did the damage. He saw that there was a possibility of getting something going down the right-hand side against the veteran defender for Wickham, Joe Jacobson. He brought Arthur Nahur on, and with his very first touch of the ball, he left Jacobson for dead down the right-hand side, got the cross in. First shot was saved by the Wickham keeper, Stirak. It just fell nicely, though, to Cole Stockton. Right place, right time for Morecambe's number nine. And from six yards out, he made no mistake in front of the barter card to fire in what proved to be the winning goal here at the Mazuma Stadium. It is a crucial, crucial three points for the Shrimps. We cannot stress just enough just how, how vital that is going to be come the end of the season in a few weeks' time. And regardless of what happens elsewhere this afternoon, we needed to get this win done. We have got the win done. And with Oxford United trailing Bolton Wanderers by one goal to nil, it looks as if Morecambe will find themselves just two points from League One safety with three games of the campaign to go.
it was a good game to watch, I have to say. A game of not that many chances, actually. Certainly not to, in the first 80 minutes or so. A header over the bar after 15 minutes was uh, the sum total of Morecambe's attacking intents. Uh, Connor Ripley didn't have a save to make at all himself in the first 45 minutes. But after the break, it opened up for both teams, really. Some good football on display from, from both sides. But Morecambe stood tall, stood strong kept the door shut at the back thanks to three big big saves from Connor Ripley in the last 10 minutes notably from a, a David Wheeler effort one-on-one -on -one, first time volley well blocked by the Morecambe keeper's legs he then pulled up another wonderful save from a header a couple of moments later Wickham also hit the bar in stoppage time another save from Ripley in the closing moments as well but we've kept back-to-back -back clean sheets after that goalless draw against Portsmouth at Fratton Park on Monday. And we followed it up here at the Mazuma Stadium this afternoon with a vital, vital 1-0 victory. Tony Morecambe's eighth of the season in League One. But what could that do to our ambitions of playing in League One for a third successive season? It could be absolutely massive. And I just can't stress enough. Sometimes, I guess, if you're a manager, substitutions don't work. And fans and pundits and media wonder why teams play in a certain way or why players are taken off, why players are bought on. But you've got to say this afternoon, Derek Adams got the substitutions absolutely spot on. Nahua falls to Stockton and Cole the goal in front of the barter card does the rest the league one table then uh, at the bottom Forest Green relegated 26 points from 42 then Accrington 38 from 41 Morecambe 38 from 43 Cambridge 40 from 41 and they've now given themselves a heck of a chance of staying up Oxford United with that defeat this afternoon also on 40 from 41 so we are two points from safety We've only got three games to go. We need to bear in mind as well that uh, both Oxford and Cambridge have got two games in hands on us. But at this stage of the season, it's all about the points on the board and the pressure on to win those vital, vital games. So Cambridge 40 from 41. Oxford also 40 from 41, just above the bottom four on goal difference. And then a bit of a gap. MK Dons 45 from 42. You think they would have enough now to be safe for another season. Port Vale 46 from 42. Uh, Oxford also, um, Cheltenham sorry, also 46 uh, from 42. We have belief while there are points to play for, there is still hope to be had. Morecambe just two points from safety with three games of the League One campaign to play. Well, Derek, a fantastic 1-0 win today. You could see what it meant to everybody when Cole Stockton put that in the net. How are you feeling at the moment? Yeah, I'm just delighted. You know, I think that you look at the hard work that the players put in uh, on a daily basis and uh, I spoke about them, you know, how proud I've been last week uh, away to Portsmouth. But today uh, it was a high-pressure game, you know, Wickham are coming here trying to push into that playoff positions the same as Plymouth and Portsmouth were as well and um, we pushed them all the way and uh, we eventually got the breakthrough I thought we should have got it in the first half uh, Jensen Weir should have had a penalty kick and um, we just persevered and uh, a great goal from Cole Stockton uh, to win the match It just meant so much to everybody didn't it and it gives you such a you know back in the game in many ways Yeah I mean we're two points now off uh, the teams above us and uh, that's you know 
not nice for the teams above us because you know we're catching them and uh, we got a win today we got a point away from home last week against Portsmouth and uh, we're keeping ourselves alive and uh, we've got three games to go and we can't ask any more of these players these players have given everything for this football club and uh, today we've got a clean sheet I thought that uh, defensively we were very good there was a lot of top performances and offensively as well you know we tried to, to find that killer pass in the goal and we eventually got there I don't want to single anyone out because I don't think it was that sort of game but uh, I'll talk about Jacob Beddow because I'm not sure he was 100% fit he's in the side but he just gave everything didn't he? he was shattered at the end when he came off Yeah I mean we had a few players today that weren't 100% right and uh, at this moment in time you saw that we only had six players on the bench uh, and uh, we, we've got a number of injuries but uh, what I say is that everyone that goes on to that pitch today uh, provided something for us and uh, it's, it's important because they're a tight-knit group, they work hard for each other and uh, they've had the, you know, the benefits today. We haven't had uh, you know, a lot of fortune with us this season and uh, today um, we made our, our own you know, fortune. And of course, Conor Ripley made a world-class save again towards the end. Yeah, he did. I mean, he got up there to, to the right-hand side to, to pull it out and uh, at that stage in the game... I know, you know for sure that the quality that they've got uh, in Wickham, but I thought that our players stood up to that test today. Three games to go now. How's everyone feeling, and what what will you say to people this week in training? Yeah, I mean we go to Charlton uh, next week. We had a fantastic result there last time. Uh, going into it, we have to go there and do exactly the same. Uh, come away with with the three points, and then, you know, we've got another uh, home game after that. But uh, it's. Listen, we've given ourselves a fighting chance. We can't do any more. You know, we're just keeping ourselves going. That day at Charlton last year was a memorable day. After who was scoring that cracker, you could do a bit the same again this week. Yeah, we could. And you know, we we, we just want players to, you know, just give us a little, little bit extra. And uh, they're giving their all, but just that little bit that uh, can get us, you know, another three points uh, on Saturday. I was say nobody can deny that. There was nothing left out there today, was there nothing at all? There never is. You know, I, I, these boys just work hard and uh, they're giving their all. We know the quality in this division it is a tough division, but uh, we've given ourselves uh, an opportunity with three games to go to stay in the division. He gave an interview in midweek and it, it was a fantastic interview and it really seemed to bring everyone together, that interview. And, and how did it feel at the time and, and coming to today's game? Yeah, I mean, I, I, listen, I've always tried to speak uh, as honestly as I possibly can. Uh, you know, some of the information I can't give out, but um, what I will say is that uh, there's a lot of good people at this football club and uh, they've been here for, for many years and I've seen uh, a lot of change o- over the years and uh, it's about, you know, allowing the supporters to know that and th- they do and uh, the players as well. And, you know, we're in a difficult uh, circumstance at this moment in time, uh, but... What I will say is that every single one of this staff and players are pulling together. Football's an emotional game. We've all been there, supporters and fans. And you can see that today, right at the end, the emotions were overpowering, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, to, to score the goal uh, as late as we did in the game uh, is always important. And, uh, you know, the players uh, celebrated it really well. But not only that, uh, so did the supporters. And it's great for them to get the three points tonight. Derek, great win. Thanks so much. Thank you. Derek, sometimes substitutions don't come off, but you must be delighted with the fact that it did so spectacularly today. Yeah, I mean, we had to make uh, a number of substitutions that were enforced at times. At half-time, Donald Love uh, was an enforced change. We had to make another couple in the second half that were uh, enforced. But um, other than that, you know, we made tactical changes throughout the game to try and get the better uh, of the opposition. 
to bring Arthur on and his first touch to spin past Joe Jacobson the way he did was that a plan to bring him on later in, later in the game well just lucky that Arthur was still on the bench because Arthur told me before the well not me but one of the medical staff that he wasn't fit enough to be on the bench and uh, I turned to Mick Horton when I was sitting there and I said Mick this guy says that he's ill or injured there's no chance of that he's just gone on three runs so um, I decided to keep him on the bench and uh, threw him on and uh, that's what he gave us it's that bit of fortune that little bit of the rub of the green that we haven't had this season no we haven't and uh, you know for you know Cole to score the goal that he did it was a, a fantastic strike for him and uh, you know he's capable of that and back to back clean sheets you must be I think that's the first time this season we've done that you must be delighted about that too we've done it a few in training but uh, <laughs> no uh, it was uh, no, great for us to get uh, a clean sheet today I thought defensively uh, we were very sound and Cole has been leading a, 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 a lone furrow the way we've been playing the last few weeks, but he showed his striker's instinct, right place, right time to get that winner. Yeah, he has, and uh, you know we, we have shown at times you know how we can play, and uh, you know we've obviously changed formation throughout the season to get the better of opposition, and we did that last week at Portsmouth and today uh, against Wickham. Enjoy the win, Gaff. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Well, Cole, a vital goal today, a one-nil win over Wickham, and it meant a lot to you, didn't it? I could see that. Yeah, um, it was massive, but it means just means so much to us players, staff, and the club itself. I could see the way everyone celebrated, especially you. It just came to you. Fantastic shot by Jake. Decent save by the keeper, but you were Johnny on the spot again. Yeah, that's it. Do you know what I mean? They're always the nice ones. Just you've got to anticipate where the ball's going to go. And luckily, it fell close to me. Um, like I said, you can see in the reaction, everyone's together, and it just shows, shows how much it means to us. Three games to go now. It was it was tough with four games. It's still tough with three, but at least that gives you massive hope now. Yeah, definitely, it's doable. Do you know what I mean? Um, we just got to believe in ourselves. We, like I was saying earlier, it, it makes Portsmouth look like a good point now. Um, and we go to Charlton on Saturday. I seen their results today, and they're going to be against it a little bit. I know they haven't got too much to play for, but it's it's going to knock your confidence results like that. So, like I say, we just got to believe in ourselves now and go there. You've got three games coming up against three games, three clubs, as you say, with not a lot to play for. Do you think that will make a difference or not? It might do, it might not. Um, but all we can worry about is ourselves and apply ourselves in the right way, which we have done, I'd say, the past two weeks and over the Easter holidays, definitely. Um, it's a quick turnaround from Plymouth to go to Portsmouth, do well there. Um, and then I know it's um, been a week now since then, but it's still tough and it's going to hit lads differently, you know, with, with the pressure and all that. And like I said, we dealt with it brilliantly. The manager's always talked about a team spirit and I think we could see that in abundance today. Yeah, that's it. And the team spirit beats anything. It beats anything. When you know all the lads are together and you just get on like get on so well on and off the pitch, that's that's like, like means so much of it. It meant a lot to the fans today. Now you're the longest serving player here, I think, and uh, you could see that, couldn't you, on everyone's face? Yeah, definitely. Like I know what it means to them, do you know what I mean? And even with myself, like last year, like people are thinking, like, why isn't he doing that? Doing that again. Listen, it's not that easy if I could or would you know what I mean but listen, all I can keep doing is doing what I'm doing and just trying to help push this club forward big game there next week as you say Charlton away uh, you won there last year terrific performance last That's year it. and it was similar to this time last year over the Easter holidays when we've got I think we got nine points didn't we in, in um, something like that so listen we just got to believe in ourselves a lot of belief is that, is that what it takes you think just to make, get you over the line if you can yeah it's, you've got to have belief game management you've got to have that experience in which we have we've got a couple of lads who have been who have played long enough now to know how to manage games pick each other up like we've got a young team but we've just got to push each other through you think that experience from last year will help you yeah it has to it can only benefit us Nicole, congratulations cheers then. 
It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Hello from Dave Salmon. Thanks so much as ever for downloading this episode. Always appreciate it. And thank you too for listening to our full match commentary on Shrimps Live on Beyond. Or, of course, via I Follow Shrimps. We always appreciate your company. So three games to go then for the Shrimps. Onwards to the capital this coming Saturday. The Valley, uh, the destination for Derek Adams' men. Uh, Charlton Athletic, uh, the opponents. And ahead of the game, I've been talking to Louis Mendez. Louis is a local journalist. He also reports and commentates on the Addicts for BBC Radio London and is the presenter on the online channel Charlton Live, which is on YouTube. It's a podcast, social media as well, and the ideal man then to get the full lowdown on Dean Holden's men ahead of our trip there this coming weekend. And if you're not heading down to the Valley, of course, full match commentary as ever on FM and DAB Plus and by I Follow Shrimps from 245 so, uh, Louis, thanks for jumping on uh, the pod again. Really appreciate it. it. It seems like only a few weeks ago since we last spoke, and uh, well, due to the quirk of the fixture calendar and postponed games and all that, it, it has been. So, uh, I guess not much has changed uh, in Charlton Athletics' world in, in in the next last month or so. No, not not spectacularly. We're we're on a slightly better run of form, I think, than we were when when we last spoke. Um, we've only lost one one in our last seven. Uh, which is actually a nice little run. Obviously, this is before we go to Ipswich, so um, uh, th- th- that that's, that could change quite quickly. But um, yeah, <laughs> no, we, we're playing a bit better. You know, we, we're into that. You know, for us, lovely end of season phase where we turn into a team that's quite good. Um, th- this is the third year in a row where we, we've ended quite well. Um, it's 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 the start and middle of seasons that we have problems with, unfortunately. You see, this is what exactly what we don't want to hear, really. We want to hear that you're on the beach, that you, there's nothing to play for, that people's contracts are all signed and sealed and delivered. Everything's wonderful. You're just going to coast through to the end of the season. Uh, but uh, clearly quite the opposite is the case. Yeah, I mean, we are we are on the beach in terms of we've got absolutely nothing to play for. I think a, a top 10 finish, which even if you'd said that three weeks ago, I don't think, I, I didn't think we could catch up with Shrewsbury who were in 10th at the time. So, we're in tenth currently, so that's a nice position for us. But other than that, obviously that means that means nothing. Um, finishing whether you, whether you're in the top ten or the top half or thirteenth, fourteenth, it doesn't really mean a great deal. But yeah, normally at this stage of the season, you say it's all about laying the groundwork for next season. But as as I just said, the last the last two years before before this one, we've ended seasons quite well and then gone on to have pretty average League One seasons the year after. So w- whether we're laying the groundwork or or not, I guess. Time will tell at the start of next season. But yeah, we're, we're playing with that little bit of freedom, I guess. And as you mentioned, there are quite a few of our players who's, who who are playing for new contracts as well. You know, again, you, you argue they should have been playing for those new contracts all season rather than just the last few weeks. But yeah, we're, 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 we're meandering towards the end of the season, hoping to to end it with at least something to cheer about, which, which to be fair, over the last few weeks, we have given ourselves. So Dean Holden continues to impress then, I suppose, in that regard. And uh, you must be quite happy with him then at the moment. Yeah, you know, he's he's done well. Um, he's, uh, his win percentage, I think, well, before the last the last couple of games was, was up there in the 40%, something like that. So, yeah, he's he's done quite well. Um, the fans have certainly bought into to him. But, you know, as I've, as I've said... What we can achieve next season under him will will matter. It will depend a lot on what happens this summer in terms of takeovers, and you know, we're going for another one of those as we were speaking about a few weeks ago, and that's still not really been signed, sealed, and delivered yet. We don't really know what the new person, Mark Spiegel, if he is going to get his feet under the table, what he's going to bring to the party, whether he's going to be 
markedly different to what Thomas Sarangard has bought over the last couple of years. We don't know yet. So, you know, there's um, some fans will see a change in ownership has caused optimism. Having been there three or four times, I've been bitten every time now. I, I see it as a, you know, th- th- they need to come in and prove themselves before uh, be- before anything like that, before I get too excited. But yeah, it- it's sort of another venture into the unknown for us. So yeah, who knows? But yeah, with, with Dean, he- he's certainly got his feet under the table well. He's bought into the the, the way things are done with-, with the fan base as well, which I think is quite nice. He's um, he's an interesting chap and, you know, you want you want him to ex- uh, succeed. So we-, we-, we sort of hope for the best, but fear more of the same, which has sort of been what's happened with Charlton and our last three or four managers, you know, Jacko ended last season well. Nigel Atkins ended the season before that really well, as I said. But then by the time the summer comes around and, and then there's a few weeks into the season, it's time to chop and change again. So we just hope we can get ourselves out of that cycle. Now, you don't want to uh, talk to me about uh, ownership of football clubs with everything that's going on at, at our place at the moment. I mean, it's a long, drawn-out saga and there seems no end to it at the moment. But I suppose from your point of view, Louis, you want uh a, a, a less hands-on owner, I think. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird how it's gone with Charlton. So Thomas Sangar, when he came in, well, coming, coming up to nearly three years, two and a half, three years ago now, um, started off, you know, for the for the promises, and and, and we're gonna we're gonna do this. We we you know all the rhetoric suggested that we were gonna look to build on. You know, don't like when when Sangar came in right at the end of a of a summer transfer window. We we put a squad together that didn't look great, but did just miss out on the playoffs on, on the final day. And we thought, right, well, let's build upon this. But, you know, summer transfer window the season before last was was a disaster. Nigel Adkins started really poorly. Jacko came in, did okay. You know, we got to the end of that season, then got sacked, and then the taps were turned off in terms of money. So this summer's been a bit of a drag in terms of the sort of players that were bought in overall. Didn't really add to what we were trying to achieve. But then, as you mentioned, in terms of hands-on, you know, his his son... Uh, Martin has been very much involved in the football side of things, despite not really having any evident qualifications. His uh, his partner was pretty much running the club as a de facto CEO. Um, although I think I mentioned this last time we spoke, we haven't actually seen her for a little while now because the story goes that she's banned from the com- from the country for uh, sort of bending the work permit rules. So whether whether that turns out to be exactly the case, I mean, it would appear so because she hasn't been seen since that came out. <laughs> so. Um, although it's never been officially confirmed by anyone, of course, I have to add. Um, but uh, yeah, so someone who came in and told us football was easy, said that in an interview on BBC Radio London, football was easy. Everyone's just doing it wrong. Well, it turns out Sangar's <laughs> way of doing it was very much wrong as well. So um, yeah, we're hoping for someone who's going to come in with fresh ideas and uh, perhaps someone behind them who actually understands how this thing works. But, you know, the, the new chap potentially is a is a, is a geezer who is effectively feels like another Sandgard in terms of he, he has no apparent links to football that I can see Mark Spiegel. Um, his uh, his expertise is in the world of recycling, uh, which is ironic because we have been rubbish for quite a while now. But um, <laughs> yeah, who, who knows what will happen? But yeah, we, we need a fresh ideas, but someone perhaps with... with with some footballing nous behind them, or or at least someone that they can delegate to 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 run the club properly, but that's not been the case for 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 the last couple of years. Let's look at matters on the field then, and it wasn't ever so long ago since uh, you came to the Mazuma. I was bigging a, a, us up to you, Louis. I was telling you all about how great our home record was, and I would be safely in mid table if we could just play at home every single week. And well, I think it's fair to say we didn't do ourselves justice on that day. And uh, well, you absolutely hammered us. 
Yeah, and I, I, I don't like saying this, but I mean that was Morkland's performance that night was one of the worst League One performances I've ever seen, and and I think that's fair. And it was a surprise because, yeah, you had gone into that game with with that decent home record, you know. Um, we were sort of off form, but you know, on our day, we can score goals, and and obviously we saw that. I think I think defensively, you guys probably helped us a little bit that day. The only spell of the game where I was a little bit uncomfortable was when we ourselves gifted you guys a goal, and then you had a couple of half chances, but within ten minutes we got our fourth and put it to bed, and and it was quite comfortable after that. Um, and it yeah, it wasn't remotely the sort of performance I was expecting from you guys because even even last year, like. You know, you, you gave us real problems. Yeah, I think you took four points off us last year, beat us at the Valley and, and, and came back from two down up at your place. And yeah, I, I was expecting a lot more from you guys. And yeah, obviously, you know, very sadly, looking at the table, I think performances like that made me think, well, I think you, you're going to struggle this season for the, for the remainder of this season. Unfortunately, that's the way it's turned out. Because as I was, as I was saying just before we came on, like the, there's plenty of teams in League One I'd, I'd be much happier to see go through the trapdoor than Morecambe. But yeah, when 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 I see the way you guys defended that night, and I thought, oh, you know, you got you got some big big problems here. Yeah, indeed, indeed, and and that's been the story of a of a lot of our games, unfortunately. Nice and tidy in the middle of the park, although we weren't even that against you uh, a while ago. But uh, playing nice, nice, good football in the middle of the park, passing it around well. We let a sloppy goal in at the back, and uh, we don't shoot, and we don't score enough, and 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 that's been the tale of the of the campaign. Unfortunately, that said, while there are points to play for, uh, you must cling on to to some kind of hope. And and I think back to twelve months ago, Good Friday in the baking sunshine at the Valley, we were in a very similar position. Uh, we needed a win to get out of the relegation zone. And uh, we shocked you three two on that day, and and I think with his, uh, you had a couple of good chances to equalise or better, but we rode our luck a bit that day, got the win, so uh, we're we're clinging on to the flimsiest of hopes, I suppose that uh, perhaps history might just repeat itself. Yeah, well, you never know. Obviously, you know, a, 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 another few days down the line, we don't know exactly what position we'll be in in terms of after the Ipswich game, whether we'll be on the on the back of a hammering like we were at the end of last season, which was that we lost four 0 at their place at the end of last year and it sort of highlighted the, the golfing class between the two clubs and that has sort of flowed through this season so after Saturday if we're on the back of another one of those then who knows what sort of form we'll be in the, the only thing I will say is we for some reason we've, we've suddenly found our goal scoring touch at home as well oh good so we've got we've, we've gone a while without um without winning we hadn't won at home since mid-January until two games ago when we beat Shrewsbury 6-0 you know that's the Shrewsbury side who sort of half rated this season as well they've had a, have a good season and then we we, we put three past Burton on uh, on Easter Monday as well so we, we have just found our goal scoring touch um you know we, we we have got players who can hurt you as as you saw up at up at the uh, the Mizuma uh, a few weeks ago the likes of Jess Raksaki is is a class out we've got young Tyrese Campbell who's um played well in in that game up there and has been playing all the time because we we lost a player Corey Blackett Taylor due to injury in that game as well um, so yeah, we, we have got wide players who can cause you guys all sorts of trouble. So yeah, not, not to, um, not, not to rub salt into the wound, but we have just started hitting a little bit of home form in terms of goal scoring. So yeah, from our point of view, we'll, we'll be, we'll be looking to try and continue that when you guys come, come on Saturday. I'm so glad you said that, Louis. Brilliant. Thanks very much indeed, mate. So remind us of the, uh, of the whole team then. Have, is it any different to, to the five, six weeks ago? Where uh, you've mentioned a couple of the ones to watch. Uh, what do we need to know? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, other than, Five or six weeks ago, I think the only one really who's who's come out since then is Blackett Taylor. So I think I think you got a couple of goals, or you got at least one, and then one potential own goal. 
up at your place. So he, he, he got injured in that game and is likely to miss the rest of the season, maybe back right at the very end. Uh, Miles Leeburn's missed the last couple as well. Um, so he, he, he's a quality striker. He scored an excellent goal at your place, actually, where he brought it down on his chest and, and volleyed it past the goalkeeper. Um, he, he's been in and out with injuries the last couple of weeks, so he might be out as well. So, um, in his place, you might see Macaulay Bond, um, who's, uh, again, not had the greatest of 18 months or so, but he has scored in his last two home games. So he'll be, he'll be hoping to continue that as he tries to convince, uh, convince Dean Holden that he's worthy of a, of a contract at the end of the season. Um, yeah, and I mentioned Tyrese Campbell. He's sort of been my one to watch. You know, I'm, the, the obvious one is obviously Jezrak Saki. Um, but I mean, anyone can tell you about Jez online from, from Palace. Um, but he's our top goal scorer at the moment, 13. He's just an absolute class act, like probably too good for League One. And, and we said that on his debut and, and that's continued pretty much throughout the course of the season. He's had the odd, the odd quiet spell here and then, but he's been class. But yeah, young, young Tyrese Campbell is like our, um, our year younger version of Jez, really. He's come up through our own academy on, on the other side and he's tricky and, you know, he's still finding that, that sort of finishing touch until he's only scored one goal, but he's had a, only had one assist, although I think he should have had two or three. He's had crosses that have gone in, taken a touch off a defender, and then been finished. So really, should be on about two or three assists. But yeah, he's 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 my man to watch outside of the obvious ones at the moment because I think he's having a really good sort of little spell towards the end of the season. This is only really his first senior season where he's seeing a, a, a number of games, and he's a real a real tricky customer that you guys will have to deal with. Excellent, can't wait for that. Um, can you give us any kind of hope then, Louis? Any kind of thing to cling on to that we we might be able to repeat what we did 12 months ago it sounds like you're in you're in slightly better shape than last year and, and we're in slightly worse obviously so uh yeah we're not we're not keeping many clean sheets i think the only the six nil against shrewsbury again that was our first clean sheet at home for a while and yeah i think we've only kept three three or four maybe this side of like the end of january so we're not we're not keeping a great deal of clean sheets we do have you know, few, fewer since Dean's come in and we've stopped trying to play the ball around at the back, but we do have the odd ricket um, where, where a defender loses concentration or, or something like that happens. So we, we haven't quite fully got that out of our system, although even on, on that front, we are slightly better than we have been. But yeah, um, I, I, I don't come full of full of promise for you, unfortunately. <laughs> we're, we're ending the season quite well, like I say. The only thing I will say is, as you mentioned, you know, we, were end, we ended last season quite well and you still beat us at the Valley. So maybe lightning can strike twice on uh, on in that regard well hopefully i mean we, we are talking the, the little caveat now we're talking uh, before our respective games uh, this saturday you've got ipswich of course we are uh, at home to wickham wanderers so uh, before we play you we might be as, as as few as two points from safety with three to play so everything to play for we might be eight points from safety with only nine to play for it and it'd be all over. So uh, it is a little bit up in the air, but I say while, whilst there's points to play for, there is hope. So uh, uh, you never know. Louis, I always appreciate you talking to me. Thanks so much indeed for joining our, our podcast. Before you go, uh, tell us everything we need to know about Charlton Live. Where can we find it? Uh, the number one source of uh, information ahead of the game on Saturday. Yeah, so yeah, we're on we're on YouTube now. So you can just search for Charlton Live on there. Also on all your usual podcasts. Uh, places we're on Twitter at Charlton Live and wherever else we're even on Instagram although you don't get a great deal of value from our Instagram to be honest it's just clips of the show but yeah any, anywhere you want to find us you can find us um, and, and yeah we'll, we'll look ahead to, to the game on Saturday on Thursday night uh, and then we'll, we'll run for it on, on Sunday morning and uh, yeah feel free to, to come and join us and yeah ho- hopefully uh, from your regard you, you're still being with a shout saying up and, and there'll be something on the game 
keep our fingers crossed. Louis, thank you so much, my friend. And uh, hopefully we'll speak to you next time. Well, I'll, I'll see you at the Valley on Saturday anyway, so we can have a bit of an ad then. And uh, hopefully we'll catch up next time. Yeah, look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Cheers, Dave. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.